Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. For all things ATL. For everything Falcons. First of the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host... Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy Dylan Matthews alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peace Street Football. Make sure you like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peace Street Football. We are wherever you get your podcast. That is Apple Podcasts, that is Spotify, that is the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peace Street Football is there. Oh, Morgan, man, oh, man, oh, man. The Atlanta Falcons have not let us down, my friend. You know, we knew, obviously, they were going to have some money to spend, and they were going to spend it, but they have been spending it, and in my opinion, they've been spending it pretty wisely as well. We are going to go over all the moves the Atlanta Falcons have made so far, Um And during that time, we'll talk about we'll break down what each move means for the Atlanta Falcons, how it affects other players on the roster or how it could affect other players that we might want brought back. And, you know, how it could affect what moves the Atlanta Falcons make next, whether it's free agency or in the draft. So we're going to talk about all the moves, break it all down, give our take on it and explain what each move means right here on this episode today first and foremost though squid billy how's it going man i mean how have you been dealing with all of the moves the atlanta falcons have made and you know just the frenzy that is free agency uh yeah dude i'm great uh nice wednesday morning a little cold but uh look i've just been trying to keep up with all the moves um it's uh it's been it's crazy because you know you look at you look at some of the deals and what calculated market values were and some of the guys that have been signed and I'm been you know I'm trying to like take it all in and it's like hey man they there's been some there's been some good stuff. Yep. Um there's been some some good deals and and, and that kind of thing. So it, it's an exciting time. It's really it's a really exciting time if your team has money and right. it's way less of an exciting time if your team is what the Falcons have been in the last few years, but they <laughs> don't have money. So, right. So yeah, it's, it's a different time right now, but it's exciting. So it's fun. It's fun to be doing a, um, 
a show or a podcast or whatever where you can talk about a team that has that you know that has some kind of flexibility in free agency. That's right. It this is a super super fun time because you know you 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 really just you know something's gonna happen and you're just ready and waiting for the next move. And when sometimes it's like, oh yes, let's go. We 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 got this person or we got that person. We got this player. We got that player. So it's just been super fun right now to see how Terry Fontenot and this Atlanta Falcons organization is is building uh, this team. So I'm excited. I know you're excited and all uh, all Atlanta Falcons fans should be excited as well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the moves the Falcons have made. We'll go as much in chronological order as we can. So we will go jump back to yesterday or even uh, Monday uh, that was because Monday is when I can, when it all got started. It's all been a frenzy, so hard to keep together. But the first move, it seemed like that really came down the pipeline, was the Atlanta Falcons trading a seventh-round pick for tight end Janu Smith. And Janu Smith, this is a guy who was played under Arthur Smith, was with him in Tennessee when Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator, and he was very productive. I think, like, his best season, he had, uh, I don't have it in front of me, about 41 catches, almost 500 yards, eight touchdowns, and I, I know it might be a little concerning. Well, I, can, I can tell you he had, okay, he yeah. had 76 catches 76. and 11 touchdowns in two seasons under Arthur mm, Smith. There you go. Um, Arthur was there for two years as the OC. Right. 20 and 21. Uh, no, 19 and 20. I'm sorry. Because 21 he became the Falcons coach. Yeah. Um, so uh yeah, he had like seventy six catches, eleven touchdowns in two years under 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 Arthur. Um and look, he he, he signed away to, to New England and he went up there and, and uh they had the one year in McDaniels and then last year in Purgatory with whatever they were yeah, doing. Whatever. Um, <laughs> they never could find a way to really use Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. That was a, remember we were like, Oh, Belichick's getting the band back together, the Gronk. Uh, I hate to use this, you know, this guy, but the, the Gronk Hernandez kind of way they use yeah. those two guys. That's the way it looked like they were using everybody. You know, they were going to bring these guys in and similar plan, obviously just without Brady. Right. Uh, the the thing for me is this is uh, right now. It's essentially a one year deal that he's on for ten million dollars because yeah. uh, because of his contract structure. It was said in the report that he's going to restructure. So that's right. a good deal. You get another weapon. You get another guy that fits what Arthur wants to do. It means you have a true one tight end mm -hmm. when you don't want to use Kyle as a tight end, when you want to put Kyle out wide or maybe stand Kyle up in the slot. So now Kyle, you know, he can you can move have more flexibility with him. And this guy uh, has got great hands and probably a better – I mean – I would have to watch some, and I've been really off my game this first couple of days of free agency or tampering as today is the official start of the league year. Right. Other things going on, but um, which we'll mention probably the next Peachtree podcast uh, for both of us. And it's um, so it's been it's been it's been busy, but I, I'm pretty sure he'll be a better blocker than yeah. Kyle was. Now Kyle got better. Right. Look, it's a great pickup. It's a guy that's familiar. It's a guy that wants to be around Arthur Smith. And so it, for that, it's a great deal for the Falcons, especially with the restructuring of the contract. It uh, makes it even sweeter. Yeah, he'll be great for the locker room because, like you said, he understands what Arthur Smith wants to do. He fits the culture, obviously, that Arthur Smith wants. So 
with that being said, he'll be a great fit in the locker room as well. And I'm sure he'll get along with all the guys too. So I'm loving the pick. And then, like you said, this really opens up what you can do with Kyle Pitts because honestly, I don't know how much you would be in a set like this, but we know sometimes in Tennessee and even here, Arthur Smith liked to run twin tight end sets. Well, you could do that with Jonu Smith and Michael Pruitt, and you could still have Kyle Pitts on the field, as crazy as that sounds. I don't know if you have all three of them on the field at one time, but if you wanted to get a little crazy, if you want to get a little weird, you could do that. You could run twin tight end sets with uh, Kyle Pitts, I mean, excuse me, Jonu Smith and Michael Pruitt, and then you could still have Kyle Pitts out wide or in the slot or something like that. So it just opens up the possibilities that Arthur Smith uh, uh, can do and you know it, it makes him it allows him to get even more creative when it comes to the playbook and drawing up plays and things of that nature so I love the pickup obviously he can he can catch the ball he can go uh, he can go get touchdowns for you and so you now now you have three huge red zone threats in Kyle Pitts Michael Pruitt and John U. Smith I mean that three big targets three guys who, who, who can catch touchdowns so I love the pickup and you know just well, add another weapon Three big oh. targets at tight end, but it's time for John fixed another ten that it was on the on the practice squad from six seven I think. Oh, Georgia true. didn't yeah. get on the field last year. Um, Drake London's a big bodied receiver. Uh, Cordero yeah. Patterson is another red zone guy, big bodied guy. I mean, we forget true. how big CP really is. So yeah. they've got a lot of big bodied guys, and then you have a bruising back in Algier. So yeah. There's a lot of big-bodied guys that that you you can just mention the tight ends big there. But let's not forget about all the other guys. So yeah, it's kind of um, that's true. So Desmond yeah, Ritter's uh, gonna have it. Desmond Ritter's gonna have his uh, pick when it comes to you know who who he can just throw it up to and 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 let somebody go make a play, whether that's Pruitt or John U. Smith or Kyle Pitts or Drake London, uh, uh, Cordell Patterson. He'll have his option about who he can throw it up to uh, when when you get in the red zone. So. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Arthur Smith will be able to drop uh, a plethora of plays for uh, for those guys in the red zone. So that was kind of the first one that went that went down the pipeline. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus then I believe next we got word that David Anyamata from the Saints is coming over. And, you know, obviously Terry Fondo spent his time with the Saints. And obviously now our defensive coordinator is Ryan Nielsen, who was the defensive line coach for the Saints. So, you know, we're we're picking players from the Aints, all the good players from the Aints. I love to see it because we got one more guy who we'll get into in a little bit. But David Anyamata coming over from the Saints. For a three-year, I believe it was $24.5 I have it right here. I'll have it 
Hold, please. I'll have it for you in a second. Three-year, $35 million deal, 24 and a half guaranteed for David Onyemata. And look, we've always talked about we need a big guy next to Grady, a big biscuit eater next to Grady who can, you know, take that pressure off of Grady. Maybe he handles the double teams instead of Grady and let Grady work his magic when he's one-on-one with somebody. David Onyemata is that dude. 6'4", 300 pounds. And you you said it uh, before when we were talking off air. I mean, we finally got our true one technique, finally got our true nose tackle. We can be on the line and muck it up and take up take up double teams and let Grady win his one-on-one battles, Bo. Yeah, I mean, you said it. He's a big bodied guy that's gonna be a space eater. He's he had five, you know, uh five sacks a year ago. So he's right. a guy that when he's in on third down, he can get, you know, he, he's a pass rusher. Yep. Um, for me, it's having him and uh, TQ and uh, right. Grady, and, and that if that's right now, that's what your roster looks like as far as your starting uh, defensive lineman. And I love and, that. And look, I've said this till I'm blue in the face. This this team was a was a pretty decent run. I say decent, not great, but decent run defense. Right. Let me, let me put it this way: when they started getting gashed in the run game, was when Taquan Graham went out with injury last year. And yeah. so these three guys in there, they're three good players. The run the run defense should be better, should open up some holes for the linebackers to peek through and make some plays. We'll get to that later, I'm sure. Yep. Um, so uh, I like where you're at uh, defensive line-wise. You finally got something that's better. Now, you still need some you still need some depth. You can re-sign yep. a couple of guys who played well as depth guys, and maybe they can finally be in their role as depth guys where they're not mm-hmm. – you're not relying on those guys to – to be starters. So good, good signing with Daniel. Another, another deal where it's a two year deal, basically um, based on guaranteed money. Cause you're paying him at, at uh, an annual uh, salary or average salary. AAV, if you want to call it at, you know, around 11 a year, it's a really yep. good deal for a, uh, uh, a good nose tackle, good defensive tackle um, in his prime right now at this age so it's great signing and and it's one that works with nielsen and terry fontenot obviously they are very familiar so uh really good signing in that way and and this is a guy nielsen knows he can use uh exactly i mean i absolutely love this signing you bring some familiarity over with uh david on yamada so he can you know he can be a guy who's been in ryan nielsen's system and again ryan nielsen uh he 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 could help, you know, David Onyemata could help maybe teach some of the guys or, you know, explain some of the verbiage that, you know, Ryan Nielsen might use that might be a little new to some Falcons players. So that would be uh, that would be nice. And, you know, he's just he's just a playmaker and he's just he's just a good player. So it's going to be good to have more good players on the defensive line for the Atlanta Falcons. So that went down. After that, we found we're keeping one of our own Bo Morgan. We got an extension for Chris Lindstrom. Five years, $105 million for Chris Lindstrom. I think uh, around, and you correct me if I'm wrong on this, but around $63 million in guaranteed money for Chris Lindstrom on the deal. Yeah, I think it's something, yeah, I think it's something like that. It's, it's going to yeah. average out around 21 a year once right. it, it kicks in. And that, that, uh, that, that makes him close to the highest, if not the highest. He is the highest. Guard. I believe yeah. he'll be the highest guard. He'll be yeah. the highest interior lineman. He'll reset yeah. the market. It's a lot like you know what, they, what Indianapolis did when they locked up Quentin Nelson and that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. So Chris Lindstrom obviously has been one of the best, if not the best, uh, interior offensive lineman in the league, and now he's paid like a pro bowler last year, and I'm sure he, 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 he will continue to make pro bowls. And look, Chris Lindstrom just honestly got what he deserved. He has been working his tail off. He has been one of the best, if not the best, offensive linemen. Uh, definitely on the Atlanta Falcons, but in the league as well. So Chris Lindstrom, in my opinion, he got every penny uh, he deserved, and he is well worth the investment. And you know, you keep you keep uh, you keep a guy who you you want you want around. And honestly, we'll go ahead and jump a little bit. We'll get out of order here because we're already on the topic of the offensive line. But we also keep continuity on the right side because yesterday, last kind of late last night in the in the in the nighttime in the evening. We find out that the Atlanta Falcons also re-signed Caleb McGarry. Three-year, $34.5 million deal, I believe it was, for Caleb McGarry. And, uh, again, I love the fact that you're keep, keeping continuity on that right side. I love the fact that you were able to get Caleb McGarry. You didn't have to franchise tag him. You didn't have to get that $18 million deal, uh, one-year $18 million deal. You get him for three years, and you get him for around 11 mil a year, maybe a little bit over, but around 11 mil a year, and I think that is a perfect number for Caleb McGarry. He didn't overpay. I think you got him at the right price, but you were still able to keep your guy, so that's good work to me by the Atlanta Falcons. You played your cards right, and you were able to bring your guy back, but you didn't have to overpay for him. Well, market, you know, market value on some of these websites was telling you that he was going to get 17 to 18 a year. I never yeah. thought that was realistic. No. Heck I thought it was a little high. If you right. had franchise tagged him, you, you said the price at 18. If you had transitioned him, like I've heard many suggest, you'd have basically locked in a deal at $15, 16000000 million. No one was going to trade two first-round picks and pay that pay that at, at, at a, as, a base, as a base AAV. So that never made sense either. But you did what we talked about doing. You let him sit out there, let the market settle. He kind of, you know, the phone when the phone rang, it wasn't for what he was probably looking at, uh, or he, right. what he kind of thought he might be able to get originally, or or wanted to test the waters to see if you know he could get more than he was on the table. Uh, and then he probably came back to the table here in Atlanta, and was like, you know what, I'd rather stay here than make yeah. an extra couple hundred thousand dollars. Um, right. It could have been based on anything like taxes or just moving and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And so he did. And look, you said three years. I think let's just say let's just say for 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 this sake, three years, thirty five. Um, yeah, three years, thirty four and a half, thirty five. Yeah, it, I average it out. It, it, it's again eleven. I think eleven six a year, which is a really yeah. good deal for a starting tackle on any either yes. side in this league, uh, especially if the if the tackle can do the things that you want, which is you know very good at run blocking and. You can improve his pass blocking. All that said, it's had probably a two-year deal at most. Right. Another one, um, the guaranteed money we don't know yet, but I would expect it to be in that 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 fourteen to twenty range. Uh, maybe even maybe even up to twenty-one. So basically, he's going to get two years guaranteed. That's what I would expect. I could be wrong. Uh, it could be less. But that and and again, that would be a great thing for the Falcons if it was or wasn't because you're not locked in long term and. It's not working. You can always reassess. Now you've got the right yep. side of your line locked up. Yep. You kind of think you have what you want in dominant center. I think. I don't yep. know, but I think. Uh, you know, Matthews is going to be here at left tackle. 
Um, so now you got your options. You know, maybe you get Skaronsky in the draft now and put plug him in at left guard. Yep. Maybe you don't like McGarry. Maybe you've maybe you've worked this out and you've talked to McGarry. Maybe he's going to slide inside and play guard. And yeah. left guard, I don't think so. I don't think he. I'm not sure if he fits there. I've never. I hear guys say, "Oh, you just slide him inside." Well, yeah, 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 you just slide him inside. Right. You just slide him in. <laughs> Radio guys and media guys. Media guys use that like, "Oh, you just slide him here and slide him there." Yeah, well, it's not so easy. Right. Um, but I would like to see now you upgrade that left guard position. You still have money. You have if you if you can upgrade left guard right now. Right. Now your draft, you you're really you really got Corn. you know probably corner or, or defensive Corn. line in some way. Yeah. Maybe a Nolan Smith or a um, or maybe a Jalen Carter or, or a Brian Brisset or something. Maybe you trade back. I don't know. Right. You, get, you know, you can get a corner with the was it Gonzalez? I think is the kid's name. Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Yep. At Oregon, you know. Yeah. So you got all kinds of places you can go now with that. So right. Um, yeah. It, it opens up the window getting him at a, at a team. I mean, honestly, that's a team friendly deal um, for sure. But that's what the market. That's what the market bared out. So. Yep. Yeah, it's all working out for the Atlanta Falcons. They're making some really good deals. They're honestly. By the way, real yeah. quick, that's yeah. all based on if you get the 2022 Caleb McGarry. If you get the that's 2020 true. Caleb McGarry, that's I, true. I'm, you know, then it's <laughs> a different story. It might which, be a little bit of different conversation. <laughs> which, by the way, if they still don't 100% trust him, you'll see that show up in the guaranteed money oh, because that'll definitely. it'll allow them to get out from underneath it after one year if there's a better. Um, a better something better out there so most definitely and then but that's also the thing too that 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 you mentioned that you like about this deal where you don't have to be tied to Caleb McGarry for that long essentially it's what a, t- a two-year deal um so you don't have to be tied to Caleb McGarry for that long if he does revert back to the 2020 Caleb McGarry or is not as good as he was last year so that's another good thing behind the deal that you know if if it doesn't end up working out and you know okay that that one year unfortunately ended up being kind of a, a fluke year for lack of a better term then you 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 have some options in in ways you can move on and 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 figure out who's going to be your right tackle of the future so uh i honestly i don't like a, i don't dislike a single single deal the falcons have done thus far now we'll, we'll get into one that's a little bit interesting here this is honestly the biggest signing the falcons have made so far and that is one old Jesse Bates. Falcons bring in the top safety in this free agency period, in this free agent market, four years, 64.02, if you want to get all exact about it, million-dollar deal, $23 million in year one, over thirty uh, $36 million over two years. Jesse Bates is going to get from the Falcons. Obviously, he's coming over from the Bengals. Jesse Bates was the hottest commodity. When it comes to safeties, honestly, was one of the hottest free agents overall that was out there and the Falcons land him. So you love to see the Falcons really get a guy that almost all these teams wanted in in Jesse Bates. Uh, It's just cool to see the Falcons finally get a guy who was, you know, really a a prized possession, for lack of a better term, out there in the in, in the entire NFL. But, you know. Some some Falcons fans are a little, you know, skeptical on the, the Falcons getting Jesse Bates. They felt that money could be better spent elsewhere. And look, as far as my personal take on the Falcons getting Jesse Bates go, I will say this quickly. 
did we necessarily need to make that move? I don't think it was a, a necessity. I don't think it should have been at the top of the Atlanta Falcons list. But, hey, look, if you can go get a guy like Jesse Bates, if you can go get one of the top safeties in the NFL to help out your backfield, I'm not mad at it. So I'm not mad at the Jesse Bates signing. I don't think anybody's necessarily mad at it. I just think certain people, and I kind of agree with this, you had some safeties in place that you feel like you could have moved forward with and that they could have been starters and you could have maybe invested that money elsewhere when you talk about uh, Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins. And I'll get your take on this, Bo. How do you feel about the the Jesse Bates signing? <laughs> I'm not look. I'm not upset with it because right. you needed to get better. Yep. Um, at the safety position, and this guy's a top five safety as far as yes. Many have con- many have considered him a top five safety, especially against the run. Yeah. Um, he's got a you know he's he's had a a knack for the ball. Yep. Ball and hockey, would say. I just don't like giving non. I don't like giving skill position. Uh, I say not skill, but outside. You know, I I would rather be giving a trench player this. That being said, yeah. uh, Javon Hargrave. I don't know if he ever wanted to come here. I don't know if he. Right. I, I don't. I think my. I look at the Javon Hargrave deal, which was four for eighty four, which was a top D tackle out there, and I look yep. at that, and that screams to me, he wanted to go somewhere where he could. Compete for his, his doesn't know how long he's gonna play. Um, go got forty million guaranteed, which tells me that's a two year deal essentially. Um, yeah, and he is uh, he's gonna be out of there. He could be out of there, but he wanted to go to a contender, a team he saw right now was a day one contender, and we don't know if the right. Falcons are that. It's a guess. So that being right. said, I'm okay with it because you got your nose tackle, who's a good player. Um, and, and and you got a guy in your back end who's going to make AJ Terrell better. He's going to make your run defense better. Uh, he's going to make Richie Grant better. Yep. Uh, I know that you got a question about that. And we'll, and I do. That, but so I'm okay with it. I just that money just screams, man, we overpaid. But I've been looking at that deal. I don't know if that's more than it's a four year, sixty four million. But I think oh, it's more a two year deal. I think it's what forty something guaranteed. I mean, essentially, you're, you, when I say these things, it means you have an out after the second year where right. it's not going to hurt you to cut bait. Um, so I think it's a good deal for everybody. And, look, I think it's going to make this defense better. So I'm okay, but I've grown. it's grown on me as the signing has went on. Yeah, and um, you talked about the, the deal is really front-loaded, like you said. So that's another good thing I think about this deal. Like I said, he's going to get $23 million uh, year one, 36 over the first two years. So that deal is really front-loaded. Um, so like you said, if things aren't necessarily working out, you, you can cut ties if, if you wanted to, if you're the Atlanta Falcons after two years and you know, that, that, that's, that's good. So I think it was a smart deal and and look, you know, we would have loved to get a Javon Hargrave. And again, we don't know if, like you said, wanted to come here. It seemed like he wanted to go to a competitor right away. And I think the Falcons are turning themselves in, uh, turning themselves into a competitor with the signings they have made so far, but you know. Javon wanted a, uh, something that was kind of already set, and the Atlanta Falcons are building right now. They aren't necessarily set uh, competitors. So, I, I again, I don't mind it at all. I you definitely got better with this move. So, um, we'll see. We'll see how things shape out. I do want to get your take on how does this affect Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins because both of those guys were your starting safeties last year. Obviously, Jesse Bates is going to take one of those spots. He's going to come in and start. 
Does this affect the playing time of Richie Grant or Jalen Hawkins more, in your opinion? Uh, Jalen Hawkins. Okay, um, I think so, I, too. I think, I think Richie Grant – first off, Richie Grant's the second-round pick from this regime. And right. I've heard – I've talked to people, and they said, well, you know, this, and so I've talked to the organization. They said, well, you know, that's not our – how we view things. Um, You know, we don't care if you're our pick or not. We're going to pick the – we're going to take the best players. So that's fine. That's great. That's yeah. all good. And we can all – say that but what i will tell you is you always if you got it if it's between a player two players that are almost the equal and and how they're playing and one's your pick and one's not you're going with your pick oh Um, sure that's where you're invested that being said um I, I think I think Jalen Hawkins is, is kind of the odd man out based on that Richie has gotten better from his he made a huge leap from year one to year two. Yep. Uh he had some really good moments last year. I, I just think that, that that's the guy that's gonna be affected. Um and I think the other thing should be said that I think Richie Grant's a guy that you if you needed, if you end up I don't I wouldn't I would never recommend or say this is where he needs to be playing, but I think if you really, 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 really wanted to, I think you could even put him in that nickel spot. Um and 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 mess him with him there. Now I think that the the best part, the best thing to do is this team to resign Isaiah Oliver. Yeah, at the nickel. Yeah. Um, but but um but yeah, I think I think it's gonna. I think Jalen Hawkins will will kind of see his time diminished, and uh, I would expect him to be on the roster this year. But I would expect him to be the one that's affected the most by this. Uh, right now, looking at this, I would say Hawkins is the one that's probably gonna have some playing time affected. I would agree. I think Richie Grant, like you said, the way he improved last year, I think he kind of cemented, at least, you know, for now, cemented his spot on the field. And Jalen Hawkins, let's just get this straight. He didn't play bad. I just think Richie Grant, like you said, the regime's pick, played very well last year. Jalen Hawkins is unfortunately just kind of that odd man out. So I agree. I think we, we will see a lot of Jesse Bates and Richie Grant in that uh, secondary for the Atlanta Falcons. So Again, these are all really good signings. I do not have a problem with any of these signings as we keep moving along. We'll get into the signings the Falcons made yesterday as that was pretty much all of the ones that happened uh, on on Monday. David Onyemato trading for John U. Smith, Jesse Bates re-signing Chris Lindstrom. That's all the ones that really happened on Monday. Oh, also, too, I have to mention the one that happened on Monday as well. Falcons bring back Bradley Pinion, very good punter. Uh, for the Falcons, so they bring him back. I have the details to that deal as well. They bring back Bally Payne on a three-year, $8.65 million deal, so Falcons get their punter back. As we move to what went down yesterday, big news that really first came down yesterday. Uh, I'm trying to remember in chronological order. I don't know if this happened first, but the Falcons make the statement that Desmond Ritter is their guy. That Desmond Ritter, they want Desmond Ritter to be the starting quarterback next year. And they make that statement by bringing in quarterback Taylor Heineke, two-year deal worth up to $20 million. Bring him over from the Washington Commanders. And, Bo, we've been talking about it. Obviously, we didn't think getting Lamar was the move. You get somebody in here that's going to push Desmond Ritter. You know that that will... Not that, well, you hope Desmond Ritter and you think Desmond Ritter win the job over, but you know if you bring this guy in, he's going to make Desmond Ritter have to, you know, 
he's going to have to come in and work for his spot. He's going to have to come in, come correct, and know that he's just not going to be handed the keys just by showing up. And that's what this Taylor Heineke signing is to me. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really buy into all that. I, I don't <laughs> think Desmond Ritter needs to be pushed. I, I, I get what people, I know people want to play this. Oh, iron sharpens iron, and you know he, he's going to push. I think he's going to push Ritter. I don't see it like that. Look, I, I see this more as like, uh, I think he's calculated value according to uh, all the experts was around 20 a year yeah you got him for 20 for two years so he's clear backup money yeah um i i I don't i just think for me this is a move that says desmond this is your job go 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 prove to us why this is the right move you have heineke who's a capable player especially in with the right oc like a guy like arthur smith right and they're gonna tell you that every job's always open i get that but this move to me is for one for, Des, for to tell Desmond, hey, this is your job. Don't don't like don't overthink this. Don't over don't put extra pressure on yourself. Relax, take a deep breath, get better this offseason. Come yep. in in August or excuse me, in late July in training camp. Well, obviously this is once they get through all these camps. But when right. you come in and camp, you're going to be taking reps with the first string and just be the guy and yep. don't worry about all the other stuff. We're not drafting a guy that you got to put this pressure on yourself. Don't be looking over your nope. shoulder. See, nope. see when there are certain positions that you do want to push guys. Yeah. But there's also that thing. You don't want a guy playing scared, looking over his shoulder, afraid to, to pull the a quarterback. You don't want a guy afraid to pull the trigger on right. a throw because he's like, Oh, if I don't, if I don't, if I, if I throw this, you know, I'm going to get, and it's an intercepted. I'm getting yanked. Like, right. That's not what you want. You don't want a guy playing that way. You want a guy playing right. with confidence, uh, which is the way I think he really played once uh, in the last four games of the season. Especially, I'd say the last, especially uh, the last three games for sure. Once he got his feet underneath him in New Orleans, I think he started, you know, playing confident and comfortable. That's what you want because that's how you're going to get the best out of him. Um, right. At that position, a young player like that. So. I don't buy into that part. I think you have a competent backup, a guy that you could win games with if you had to in a pinch. Yep. And and it, it but it is it is a sign that this is Desmond Ritter's team. It's his job. Now look, Desmond Ritter goes out there and craps the bed next year, and you go four and thirteen. Um, we might have a. I think we're gonna have Arthur Smith for one more year. We might have a new coach, and they say, you know what? And that guy might say, Terry, let's go get a, let's go get us a, a quarterback, and, and, right. and let's ride or whatever. <laughs> and that might be what you do, and, right. and and it look and it the the best the best if the best thing about that would be you've you've been able to build other positions already, and you could trade up and trade around and get something, and and your team would be pretty set, and maybe just a quarterback away, or you could get one in free agency or whatever exactly. you want to do. You're being a good position, so yep. Um, I'm glad we put that to bed. We've kind of put Lamar to Atlanta to bed, and we all yes. that out of all that's gone. So now all let's move forward. <laughs> Thank goodness we don't have to talk about Lamar freaking Jackson anymore. We, next time we talk about Lamar is when we talk about where he finally lands or he's just staying in Baltimore, one of the two. We don't have to talk about Lamar to Atlanta anymore because that is not happening. And we tried to tell you it wasn't, but, you know, you, you had to see for yourself. It's okay. We understand. All right. Next big move the Atlanta Falcons made yesterday. They give a three-year, $21.5 million Deal 11 mil guaranteed to outside linebacker Caden Ellis. 
also from the New Orleans Aints. Again, we're grabbing all the Aints good players and bringing them over here. Shout out to Ryan Nielsen and Terry Fontenot for getting some uh, good Saints players over here. But anywho, Caden Ellis, I think, is a good pickup. Now, I'm intrigued by this pick a little bit because he is an outside linebacker. So, for one, I don't think it's going to affect whether or not the Falcons bring back Rashawn Evans. I don't think this, this move affects whether or not the Falcons bring back Rashawn Evans because, again, he's an outside linebacker. Rashawn Evans would be an inside linebacker for us if we do bring him back. But do you think this is a depth move? Do you think Caden Ellis is going to start? What is Caden Ellis's role going to be on this team, in your opinion, Bo? Well, I've watched a little bit on mm-hmm. him, and he seems to be a guy that they played in the inside last year. Oh, they did play in the inside. Okay. And, um, you know, he, is, he had his best year statistically last year. That's seven sacks. He's really got a really quick yeah. first step. Um, yep. I think some of that's on his, you know, I think he's – I think the game slowed down in the end. From what I saw and what I've heard – He played like very game, well down the stretch. Well, it looks like the game has finally slowed down for him. You know, he's a, mainly a special teamer. But those like the game has kind of slowed down, and um, and he's been able to uh, kind of figure things out, and that's that's aided in his first step. But played the run really well last year. He's really quick in that in that that a gap area, um, and so I, I'm not a hundred percent sure about this about what what their goal is. They signed him money yeah. like he's not. They didn't sign him to be depth. This is depth, depth yeah. money. So, yeah, true. I'm curious on if uh, what the I don't think the door is closed on Rashawn, um, but I'm curious on what they what what he is his you know what this how this is going to look. Um, yeah. I think I think this could be the guy that you maybe move forward with middle linebacker moving uh, moving forward. I don't think Michael Walker is the guy that you should depend on moving forward. You know if he's on the roster um, next year, I, I think it could be a depth move. Uh, if mm-hmm. he is, I, I'm not sure what, where, you know, I know he's probably got it one more year, so I'm not really sure how that's going to look, but I think, I think, I think you I think there's a really good chance. Your linebackers could be Ellis and um, Troy Anderson, Anderson next year. Now I would still love to have Rashawn back, whether yeah. Rashawn is hoping to, do, you know, what hit the mark. He's been out on the market now, essentially for two days with legal tampering. So how that's going to look for him. Um, is, you know, he might be a guy that you might be able to get back for cheaper than you thought. Um, but maybe Ryan Nielsen's, I, I don't I don't know what they're looking at. Just different DCs. I think if Dean Pease was still here, Rashawn would be signed already. Yeah. Um, so I think that's maybe part of it. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I, I don't, I can't tell you that he, I don't think that this is a depth piece though. I, I think this is a guy that they, that they expect to get production from. Um, and that seven sack, you know, they, they essentially brought in 12 sacks from uh, the front seven. Yeah. Two guys they brought in on the front seven, they essentially have gained 12 sacks, you would hope. Love it. Um, And you've taken it away from your arch rival. So, I think this is a guy that they expect to contribute to this okay. defense. Yeah. I could see that, too. So, you know, maybe that does make the the – future of Rashawn Evans being Atlanta Falcon may be slightly more bleak, but again, who knows? Falcons could bring him back. We will uh, see, and maybe we get some news on that uh, later today. So we will continue to wait and see and uh, see what the Atlanta Falcons continue to do and see how they build their team. 
but uh, I love every single move they have made so far. Another move um, that the Falcons made to just touch on quickly, they bring back Keith Smith. Uh, don't know the exact numbers of the deal, but it looks like they bring him back on a one-year deal as well. And don't forget, we talked about this earlier on, on the last episode, but they also re-signed Lorenzo Carter as well, so he's coming back. So Falcons bringing in new players, bringing back some of their guys, and they're building this team to hopefully be a uh, a playoff team next year. And, uh, you know, we, we shall see. So that is going to do it for this episode of Peachtree Football. We will continue to look out and give you the latest Atlanta Falcons news and uh, signings as much as we can. And we'll talk to you again here later on in the week, probably Friday. And until we talk to you guys then, you know, just – Stay on Twitter and uh, watch out for the Atlanta Falcons because they're making moves at a rapid pace. But for Bo Morgan, I am Dylan Matthews. And again, until we talk to you guys next time, make sure you like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peachtree Football. We are wherever you get your podcast. That is Apple Podcasts. That is Spotify. That is the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peachtree Football is there. Again, for Bo Morgan, I am Dylan Matthews. Until we talk to you guys next time. Oh, oh, oh. Peace.